Hello and welcome back to the BTF podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. We're coming at you live on uh, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes and all good podcast providers. Of course, actually, this is not live. Uh, that's a, a mistake made by me very early on. But luckily, it's the only mistake uh, that I've made so far <laughs> on the podcast this evening. Uh, I'm going to introduce um, this very full house. Uh, first up with uh, returning podcast member levi and beer how are you levi yeah i'm very very well thank you i've been i've gone for a little while but i'm back now I'm I'm it's good to I'm see back. you it's good to see you we'll, we'll have a chat about um how liverpool season kind of um played out in the end um a bit later in the show next up i've got mr johnny mills joining us from outside the emirates um johnny mills how are you yeah i'm just down here at the protest Crunky out. <laughs> <laughs> Crunky everyone out. Everyone out. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing well. Thanks very much. Can't complain. The sun's shining. Um, yeah. How are That's you? It. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, the weather is... Um, yeah, it definitely feels like summer has kind of finally arrived um, in the UK. A bit late. I mean, we didn't have any sunshine basically all the way through May, um, which was um, disappointing to say the least. But yeah, like the last week or so has been very nice. Um, someone who's not in the UK at the moment, all the way from the US of A, we also have John Aldinho here on the podcast today. How are you, John Aldinho? Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, Champions League vibes over here, so I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's it. First um, podcast that we've done since Chelsea obviously beat Man City 1-0 in Porto uh, to claim their second uh, Champions League in their history. Um, not probably the game we all hope for as neutrals, um, but I'm sure as a Chelsea fan that was very enjoyable um, to watch. We're also joined by Mr. Jake Galligan. Jake, how are you? Good, thank you. Just enjoying the summer. Um, ready for the Euros. That's about it, really. That's it. Yeah, fantasy football. Um, how did that play out? We obviously, um, our, our, our listeners know you as the, the resident fantasy football expert. Um, you were trying to get into the top 10,000. Um, how did that just, play out? <laughs> just fell short by um, a thousand. So I came 11,000th. Okay. Um, bit of a downfall as I was in the top 50 for a while, but um, lesson learned. I can go back and regroup and win it next year. Yeah, we look forward to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, 11,000th, I can only dream of, of placing that high um, in, in Fantasy Premier League. So um, congratulations to you for, for even getting that high. Um, and Mr. Greg TMR completes our, uh, I don't know, what's a, what's a, a six? What's the word for a six? Six quintlet? Is that it? Is that babies? I don't know. Is it quint something? Quint, maybe, yeah. No, that's, anyway, that's five. Oh, okay. Oh. There we anyway, go. yeah, it's good, it's good to be here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, um, words are not our uh, our strong point, obviously, on this podcast. Um, right, first topic, um, which I think we should touch on it as it happened yesterday, it happened or last night on a Sunday night of all nights. Um, Floyd Mayweather fought uh, or, or sort of had a, an exhibition bout uh, with Logan Paul. Now, Levi, you're already shaking your head at this. Um, obviously, we have covered some of these ridiculous exhibition bouts on the um, on the podcast before. Um, this one, where does it sort of rank in terms of um, embarrassing fights for the sport of boxing? This This one, to me, probably ranks top. I just think... Floyd Mayweather, like, he was pretty much 
one of the household names across the whole brand of, of boxing, really. And he's put himself in the ring with Logan Paul, whose only fight as a professional is an L to KSI. And that says it all. Just I don't need to go into uh, anything else about how many punches were even thrown and landed. Just that alone is enough to show you that fight just shouldn't have happened. But for some reason it did. And I think... It's put a little stain for Mayweather on his career. I just think it's a, it was a waste. It was a waste of time, and I think it brought him down to a level that he didn't need to bring himself down to. Johnny Mills, our sort of um, resident boxing expert, what, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's just a money grab, isn't it? It's just a money grab. Uh, nothing else. I mean, what did they get? Four hundred and fifty mil or something like that. I mean, I, I, I think I, I heard like I've only watched highlights. I'm sure I heard the comment, commentator say that Floyd got something like 450 mil i mean if i heard that right that's uh, um i don't know i know his base salary was money. 25 and then he was taking 50 percent of whatever the pay-per-view i guess profit was because obviously the the pay-per-view companies must make some money from it yeah. um but yeah for 400 i mean probably 100 million minimum yeah i, think he's I mean from that it's just ridiculous i mean yeah, I agree with everything Levi said. It is a little bit of a stain. He didn't. He was never. If he'd have knocked him out, everyone would have said you've knocked out a novice. Um, you know, if he'd have lost, then that would have been catastrophic. And the draw again, it's just it's just nothing. Um, you know, so yeah, it was just one of those things where I guess that's probably why he done that. No, no winners, no losers, no draw. It's just an exhibition because really you cannot have a fifty-one and zero and that one being. <laughs> yeah a youtuber <laughs> so um i mean the mcgregor one was was bad enough but at least there was some credibility because he was arguably the top of the top of the um ufc game and and mayweather was retired but the top of his you know retired at the top of the boxing game there was some kind of ufc meets box background might give him the edge but this still he, i mean nah nah this is a bit of a joke circus yeah um jake greg john Ardinia, any thoughts any final thoughts on that i agree um i think the only differences with the mcgregor fight is mcgregor weighs in at a similar weight to mayweather mm -hmm. whereas logan paul was like 200 pounds in his mayweather only ever weighed in at about 145 during his career so you're fighting a guy much bigger so and mayweather was never known for his knockout power anyway so it's one of those where he was, I don't think he was ever going to finish Logan Paul, especially at his age, but he was just, he was basically just toying with him the whole fight. And it kind of makes me think, I don't think it's scripted, but I feel like intentionally he let it run the eight rounds so they can get a rematch, mm. get another 400 mil. That's the way I see it. If I see a rematch, it'll come. <laughs> it'll, you know what he'll do? He'll fight the other one. He'll fight Jake Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I see that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there was definitely a gentleman's agreement before that of like, look, let's just make our money. No one needs to be turned into a meme here, and then we might be able to do this again. <laughs> I think the only losers are the one that actually paid for it and stayed up for it. To be quite honest, <laughs> I mean, we all sort of knew what we were getting into when we were coming into this exhibition. We've all said it here, circus. Look, they they yeah. they both won. They both won here. Yeah, I am one of the losers that stayed up for it, but <laughs> luckily, I am in America. And not staying up till like 4 p.m. or whatever time. Yeah, 4 p.m. Um, yeah. A.m. Sorry, a.m. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was crazy. Like it was weird because there's one. There was one punch where it looked like Mayweather got him and then basically held Logan Paul. 
up. Yeah, until yeah. You got people saying he got knocked out so and weird. kept him up and stuff. But so weird, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I agree with all, all of that. I, it, the thing is, though, if you could make four hundred million from uh, f- from within your comfort zone, I think you probably would take that money um, seven days a week. But sh- surely there comes a point where you actually have to like differentiate what what is actually important to you is it all just solely the money or is it actually asking a question am i going to like respect the sport and be at the top of my game but also keep the integrity of the sport because now i was almost on the fence on whether it's actually putting into question the integrity of the sport but i think that fight alone has actually called into question the integrity of it all i think it's a joke absolute joke and i think it's, it's ridiculous you are talking about a man though that refers to his entourage as the money team so mm, yeah. um probably can see where his, his priorities lie but um yeah certainly uh not not boxing's um finest hour uh yesterday john idea what what actual time was it in the states by the way just because it seemed pretty late obviously for us about um, 10 10 p.m something like that i think it was actually midnight so oh god or 11, 11 or 12 um at least eastern time so yeah. knock off, knock off three hours there. That's about nine. Okay, nine for LA. Yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. This it does feel like they kind of tried tried to hide that fight um, at a time that just no one was ever going to watch it um, on a Sunday night of all nights. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, so uh, Euros, are you all looking forward um, to things? Um, kicking off with the Euros. Um, Greg, I'll come to you first on that one. Sorry, mate, I was checking my phone. What did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) Of all times, I literally, I'm trying to throw away to one of you so I can check my phone. Um, And you've... Euros, mate. Yeah, Euros are starting soon and it's going to be brilliant. Um, Lots of teams, uh, European teams, I'm I'm led to believe, playing a bit of football. (laughs) And uh, hopefully it's going to be... Gareth Southgate's last ever squad selection. Uh, yeah, we're going there already, boys. Strapping. Um, <laughs> no holding back. Because he can't even get that right. How do we expect him to win anything with this fairly talented and very, very young uh, England squad? And he can't even get uh, a squad announcement ready. He can't even pick the right players. He can't make the difficult decisions that he needs to. And when he does, he can't make the right backup decision that he needs to. You know, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I, all I want. I don't expect anything from England in the Euros. I just want a good competition. I want us to play well, do what we can. But I, I don't even see that happening. To be quite honest, I don't know. I think that I want to see a few upsets, but I, I do see this. So you know, going the way that we predict with a France or a Germany or something like that. Can I just ask a quick question? And this is genuinely a serious, serious question. I'm gonna throw it out there to everyone. And excuse my French for this, but how the fuck did Calvin Phillips make it into this England team? Anyone over Ward Prowse? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 I just want to. I just want to know. Yeah. I've not been impressed with him. I've not really watched enough uh, with him at Leeds, but I've seen him in an England shirt, and I've really not been impressed. Especially when you've got the likes of Jude Bellingham that makes himself. He's a he's a presence, and he's fucking seventeen. Uh, but Calvin Phillips, I, I, I've never really been in that impressed with him. And yeah, it is, it, I, I completely agree. I don't understand that logic. The thing that I pull into question is you've got James Ward-Prowse, who's club captain at Southampton. You, he's talking about bringing players for the mere fact of influence, like Henderson and Maguire in that team. 
for their level of influence, is what we're saying. But he wouldn't play a fit James Ward-Prowse who has run from minute one of the season to the final whistle pretty much of the season. He hasn't been. And yesterday, I think he put in such a good showing for himself. And for Gareth Southgate to sit there and be like, yeah, brilliant, we're going to bring Ben White. That's a massive kick in the team. Mm. And I just think for James Ward-Prowse, he probably sat there thinking to himself, what more could I have possibly mm. done to get myself in that team? And we've now been burdened with Calvin Phillips because he is a burden on that England team. And um, we're going to expect a different outcome as to what we've had for all of the other tournaments beforehand. It's going to be, it, literally, it's going to be a long ride. And um, if he's already set himself up to fail, if he said, um, if we don't get to, if we don't get to semi-finals, then we failed. Listen, so I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic, but I always have that little bit of hope in me anyway for England because it, it's just, it is what it is. Every fan does that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, f- I don't think Calvin Phillips is 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 too bad of a player. I I was very surprised that James Ward Prowse didn't make it into the initial twenty six man squad, and then and then I'm even more shocked today that that Ben White has been called up to replace Trent instead of um, James Ward Prowse. I mean, does that does that suggest that he's now thinking, you know, I, he was going to use Kyle Walker as a centre back, and then as a obviously a, a possible cover at right back and he's now probably thinking my extra centre-back will be Ben White and Kyle Walker will literally just be used as a, as a right back now um, but I, I don't know I, I just think James Ward-Prowse is the best probably the best in the Premier League at, at, at striking a dead ball at putting crosses in that cross that he put in for uh, for the uh, Calvert-Lewin uh, header where he hit the bar in the Romania game was just top drawer. It's just right on the money, and I, I, I can't, I can't really see why James Ward Prowse is not getting in. It's certainly not on a fitness basis. Um, as you mentioned, he played every single minute in the Premier League this year mm. um, for Southampton. He's a club captain. He's a great influence on the team. Um, he has to be. He has to be the next. You know, if someone else gets injured in the next, I don't know what the shut off date is for players coming in. Is it all the way up to our first game, or is it up to Friday? No, I'm not too sure, but isn't isn't Saka a question mark? Yeah, Saka didn't play against Romania, I think, because he was yeah carrying um, a slight knock. So all of that squad selection says to me, choosing Ben White over um, War Prowse, all that says to me is that Maguire is simply not going to be ready, and I don't think that he's as well. Feature that in the as tournament. well, yeah. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, I, I think we have up until the tournament starts to okay. to do anything with that. Um, but also, I don't know if you watched the um, interview he did after the squad, the the final final squad announcement, where he was asked about Jesse Lingard. The man looked like he was on the brink of tears. It's like it's a, you've got to make these hard decisions. And then he says, oh, yeah, but he's definitely starting in the game uh, tomorrow. I, I can't remember who that first friendly was. And it's like what benefit That's is true. there to playing a man that isn't going to go to this competition leave him out put someone else in so you can practice a different uh, different system mm. to play, play the players that you're going to take to the tournament and the backup players because if someone gets injured that's an important part you you know that system works or you've, you've played it at least in the friendly that's what the friendlies are for it, it just shows he cannot make those difficult decisions and I mean, God help us in the tournament if we get a big injury or anything like that, because it's like, I don't trust the man. Do not trust the man. 
Yeah, I mean, at, at which at which position though are we thinking that we're we're sort of lightest on the ground? Midfield, maybe, but then there's pretty so. much two players for every position. I know that that then means if you do get one injury, you're down to one player covering for each position. But um, yeah, where where are we kind of lightest? I mean, if Harry Kane was to get injured, Dominic Calvert Lewin would play centre forward. But then after that. We don't have anyone else that can play up top either, do we? Rashford mm. can try. Oh, Rashford, yeah, of course. Yeah, Rashford, yeah, Rashford could play centre. Sen- yeah. <laughs> he could try. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the issue we're going to have, and to anyone who watched the Romania game, Jordan Henderson is not ready to play um, in, in the Euros. The intensity that he was trying to display yesterday, he tried his best, but that's not a Jordan Henderson I see week in, week out in the Premier League anyway. He's definitely off the pace, um, and mm. if we try and throw him in, then you might as well you might as well start Calvin Phillips. <laughs> Is it a groin injury he's got? He had surgery in his groin. He right. had surgery. Right. He's come back from surgery. I think the commentator said yesterday that was his first game in one hundred and two one hundred and two days, mm. um, and we brought him along to the tournament. Wow! At probably what I'd say is about sixty percent, um, and we're expecting him to. Um, be the Jordan Henderson that we know play with the intensity because Jordan Henderson without the intensity then yeah I don't I don't know I don't know what what use he is and I'm saying yeah. something do you not think Southgate would have took this into account and if he wasn't 100% he would have just simply have left him at home and brought Ward Prowse because I, as you said Henderson not 100% you might as well just play Rice and Bellingham hmm. even Phillips but uh, I feel like Henderson must be showing signs that he is ready if he was included in the squad. But if you're a man like I mean, Jordan Henderson, you're not going to say, oh, I'm at 60%, leave me if you want. You're going to say, look, I'm ready for this. I can't mm-hmm. do this. And that puts Southgate, it, respect, respect to him, it's a difficult position because it is a gamble to leave at home if you've got a man like him saying, oh, I can't make it, I can't make it. But yeah, yeah, what you're saying is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Didn't the, um, Did you know- the the penalty thing seem fairly out of character as well for for Jordan Henderson? Do you think that was him trying to kind of make up for his position that he's in and that he's not feeling a hundred percent? I know he he said that he sort of wanted, he felt like he needed the needed the goal for some confidence. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really think that was something that we've seen from Henderson up to this point in his career. Um, taking a you know wanting mm-hmm. he's, to. He's typically to he's not goals. a selfish player. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's known as being you know a very, yeah. very good team player. So that just seemed quite odd. So maybe you know mentally he he's also feeling the pressure um, at the moment. But I mean, I, I certainly I, I would be quite happy to see Declan Rice and, and Jude Bellingham start if we are going to play two um, two anchors or two holding midfielders plus five defenders. Um, it's going to be uh, yeah Southgate. I mean, we don't even really we don't even really know how we're going to line up. That's that's a, you know we're assuming that we're probably going to mm. have a back five, two holding and then was that leave three, three or four up front? How many? Five yeah. plus two seven yeah, yeah so three four. up front yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 odd. I I'm excited about uh, Jack Grealish, um, playing and obviously Phil Foden as well. Um, we're quite unlucky in the sense that we ha- we had that Champions League final between. Man City and Chelsea and that so many players um, have only just kind of joined the squad and, and that won't play until the Croatia game. Um, they've had no 
you know, competitive minutes um, to warm up for this tournament with the team. Um, is that is that a disadvantage? You know, are we are we we unlucky that the one year that or you know one of the years that two English teams make it to the Champions League final, um, it could have a it could have an adverse effect on uh, our chances. And, and how many of those um, Chelsea and Man City players actually do make it into the preferred starting lineup for you guys? I think okay, it is so a bit of a disadvantage. Um, obviously, you've got Sterling, who, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can all see it wasn't his best season, but he's probably on the fringes of of starting. Um, if if everyone's fit, I think uh, Southgate trusts him, um, and he does seem to get the nod. And then obviously, yeah, we've got like Foden as well, who, yeah, he, he ended the season great, albeit he didn't pick up the trophy, but you know, he was he was playing really really well in the Premier League and in the lead up lead up to the Champions League final, semi-final, played really well. And I think he's probably, along with Jack Grealish, keys to a key key to England success, whatever that success may be. But yeah, no, I think, um, listen, they they wouldn't want it any other way. Obviously, getting to that final, being in that final, they wouldn't want it any, any other way. And I guess they're using this time now to, I guess, rest and, 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 and be ready. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously as well, yeah. You've got to think as well, it... You go, Jake. It'll give them confidence, you know. Uh, players like Mason Mount at his point in the career to win the Champions League and have such a good role in that, you know, in that victory, that'll give him so much confidence coming into a big tournament. So there are plus sides of that final as well. But um, but yeah, I would like to see all our best players fully fit and ready to go now. But that's the price you pay for having, a, I guess, the English Premier League has proved that it probably yeah. is the best team in Europe. Yeah, I mean, and and back to Jack Grealish. Grealish is technically not a hundred percent fit either. Um, I think he did. Did he play any minutes? I think he played maybe the last game of the season for Villa, um, and he said that he'd had English. The England sort of medical team had been part of his recovery um, during that last stage of the season um, with Villa. So, um, does he start for you guys? Would you have Grealish um, starting? Anyone against starting Grealish against Croatia? Yeah, I think I think he's an exciting, um, exciting player. If we can get Grealish and Foden uh, into uh, into the starting lineup, uh, I think you know there may be um, some hope uh, for England. I actually think we should do pretty well in our group. Um, it's just that we're in that situation where we win our group and in the in the round of sixteen we play the runner up of. Um, Group F, which is Germany, um, Hungary, Portugal, and France. Um, mm. So that's that's a kind of I don't know whether there's a, a situation there where you know we maybe lose against Croatia or we lose against Czech Republic, and actually it, it turns out to be a blessing. Or we could lose to Scotland as well at Wembley, of course. But um, yeah, that that's a consideration to make. But ultimately, we have to play those tough games at some point. So. Um, yeah. maybe avoiding them like we did in, in 2018 is, is not the best uh, yeah that's exactly what strat. I was going to say the, the 2018 World Cup's a bit of a false it's a bit of a fallacy that we did well when you compare who we played and how we played against them <laughs> can someone explain to me how the, the runner at the third place playoff uh, situation works because mm -hmm. I think I know what it is but I think for anyone watching as well benefit from someone that actually knows what they're talking about with that so obviously you've got the two yeah. the top two that do qualify automatically and then you've got third place groups that play that play off of each yeah other. so you've got um you've got six groups 
<clears throat> so six groups before 24 teams um and then it goes into a, a round of of 16 so uh six groups the top two that makes 12 and then it means that an extra four teams that place in third place third place um also go through so it actually means only two of the third place teams in all of the group stages don't make it through to the next round um I'm not entirely sure on the criteria in, in, in which it's it's ranked. Obviously points is gonna be the first um the first metric that they'll use and, and then I would think it probably goes to goals scored mm. um and yeah, I would think goals scored, goals conceded. I don't know a situation where you might have, you know, two teams on exactly the same. I d I don't know what they then go to. Probably fair I wouldn't even be surprised if it's fair play. Mm. yellow cards red cards um uh, because you you couldn't there's not time to have a playoff game um maybe we'll 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 look into that um mid podcast and and just check what the um what the actual criteria are um we're going to do a a sweepstake um thing greg's got a, a a greg wheel of fortune um ready and what we'll do so there's nine members of the btf um cohort um all six of us here um on the show today plus neil tom and boothy um so 32 teams does not quite break down into nine um easily so what we will do is we'll each get three teams and then um five teams will basically leave the room so um they get binned uh so we'll be taking 27 teams basically um in the event that one of those five bin teams um wins the tournament which you know is very likely tough luck. Uh, then it will obviously be the highest um the highest ranked team that any of us have um that eventually wins the tournament so um greg is going to lead on this and and john aldino will be doing very important admin um on the on the side of of uh writing down who's actually got who um but yeah greg i'll hand over to you okay so I'm we'll call it hungry <laughs> so we'll call it so it'll be dan first then me then jake uh can i share my screen please dan oh yeah if you want to and yeah. then dino and then mills uh Levi. then we'll go tom go. neil and boofy and then the shit box at the end sweet as okay who's the shit box no, no one's the shitbox. It's the oh, literal right. shitbox. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I was like, ah, no, no, no. We'll keep it light. We'll keep it light. Right. Okay. Here we are, lads. All right. We've got all the teams here. Lovely stuff. Oh, no dodgy tabs. Well done. Oh, blimey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was cool. Come on, mate. I didn't even think of that. Thank you, Levi. And, okay. Let's get going. So this is Dan's choice first. Dino, are you ready to keep put this in the spreadsheet? Yes, sir. I think that was a yes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dan's first going to be... North Macedonia. Oh. Ooh. Oh, nice. I'll take that. Portugal, that, that's lovely. prediction for the winner of the tournament anyway. All right, solid. Let's I'm go. human. Okay, then. And uh, now it's me. <laughs> Here we go. So it's spinning, it's spinning. Oh, and he's got Scotland. Well, then, right. I'll have to obviously commentate this for the people listening on... Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, I'll um, leave the commentary to you. I'll let you control. Yeah, Scotland um, key player, I guess, uh, Andy Robertson. Um, then we've got Booth. Jake next. 
Yeah. Don again, Che Adams. Who do you want, Jake? France. I'll, I'll take England, though. <laughs> yeah. Jake's landed on England. Obviously, we've already said um, said our piece, I think, about England at this point. Um, but, yeah, that's a pretty good first team. So, England and Portugal already out. Who's up next, Greg? We've got uh, John Aldinho. John Aldinho. North Macedonia. John Aldinho's got Sweden. How are you feeling about that? Um... Is Latan playing? No, Latan's not at the tournament. He got injured, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, Greg, on the on the right hand side, are you removing? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, it is. Let's go. Okay, next we've got. I thought got... Jonardinho, you've got this in a bag, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. All right, we got Jay Mills coming up. <laughs> Spinning, spinning, spinning. Oh, he's going to get a good one oh. here. Oh, no. Oh. Germany. So nearly got France there. Obviously, oh, France are the um, the clear favourite, I think, for the tournament. Um, Germany, a lot of people saying Germany are not going to be um, not going to be very good. But I personally think Germany are, 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 are probably going to have a good tournament just based on the fact that it's Germany and they're very, very good. Uh, yeah. when it comes to international tournaments. Plus, they just won the European Under-21 Championship uh, yesterday. Not that any of those players will be in the squad, but it's a good um, motivation. Uh, up next, then, we have... Levi. Levi. Who are you hoping for, Levi? France, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't actually know. Yeah, I'll take France. I'll 100% I'll take France. Will you take Poland? But I'm going to get something <laughs> where, I'm gonna crazy like Wales. <laughs> I can't do your France. You got can Lewandowski, do boy. Lewandowski, yeah. boy. Lewandowski. When you order yeah. France from Wish. Uh, yeah. Next up, we've got Tom. <laughs> All right, Tom. Oh. Is... Who's Tom going to get? Oh, it could be Belgium. That is a good. That's a good one to have. Solid. So What's going on? Can. Everyone getting these really nice teams, <laughs> and I get absolute garbage. Actually, what, Poland. <laughs> um, who's up next? Is this the bin? Uh, no, this this is Neil next. Neil, okay. <laughs> it's spinning. Netherlands still on the board. We still have Italy. Neil's got a shocker here. He's got Hungary. Um, obviously, the fourth team in the group of death, Group F. Um, not a bad team themselves, but unlikely to progress from their group. Next, we have Mr. Boothie. And Jonathan Boothie. He'll be hoping for either Italy or the Netherlands. He's going to get Austria. David Alaba's Austria goes to Jonathan Boothie. Um, and now the shitbox. Okay, so this will be the first one that is uh, removed. If you no spin. one claims. Yep. Going to be France, isn't it? Probably. Oh, okay. I cry. Oh, no, it's really? going to be Spain. Yeah, Spain in the bin. 2008-2012 champions, Spain. Um, I don't think Spain are likely to to challenge for this tournament, but um, it doesn't matter if they do now. Uh, so back to me. I Let's think. Stand. Let's win the right, wheel. Come on, give me France. France or Italy? I'll take either of those. Oh, Italy. Ooh. Oh, it could be Wales. No, it's Italy. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, who have I? Who was my first one? I got Italy and Portugal. 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 Oh, doing Not all right bad. There. Doing Not all right bad. There. 
All right, back over to me. So come on, come on North Macedonia. Underdogs. Oh, Mr. <laughs> team Team GB oh, over here. <laughs> team GB. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so is that Scotland and Wales you've got, Greg? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so remaining on the board, we have Turkey, Switzerland, Denmark, Finland, Russia, Netherlands, Ukraine, North Macedonia, Croatia, Czech Republic or Czechia. Slovakia and France. And now we have Jake's choice. Mm. Well, no choice, actually, in fact. That's how a wheel works. France (laughs) France or Netherlands would do me well. Switzerland. Oh, keep going, keep going. Switzerland. It's not bad. They're in, uh, I think, a group with Wales, Italy, and Turkey. So they should get through in the top three, I would think. Just need some Shakiri magic. That's it. Now over to Dino. It's got to be North Macedonia, surely, for Dino here. No. Denmark. Denmark. They'll get past their group. They'll get past their group. So. <laughs> yeah, they'll be solid. Obviously, the the champions of uh, 1992 um, <clears throat> tournament, Ooh, which soon after they banned out. the pass back. Because they just abused it in that tournament. Yeah. Um, who's up next? We've got Jay Mills. Johnny Mills. Hoping for France. Ooh. No, not France. You're going to get Netherlands, bad. probably. No. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take go. France right now, actually. I'm actually buzzing already. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny Mills gets uh, the Netherlands there. And Germany. And Germany, yeah, you're doing. You got a couple of good teams there, same as me. And then so over to Levi. Levi. Here we go. France it is. He will have Poland and. Oh, he's gonna get. Oh, Poland and Czech Republic. He's keeping this countries next door to His each face. other. His <laughs> face. I've, I've had enough. <laughs> I've really had enough. <laughs> okay, now France, over to France you. could end up in the bin here quite easily. Ooh. No mm. way. That's mad. If it's one of the boys that isn't on the podcast, we're going to start this again and pretend it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We've done... I, We might have done it wrong because I said there's 32 teams. There's not. There's 24 teams. Yeah. So 24. So, so it's two, team, say... two teams each and six in the bin. Yeah. Excuse me? So my team selections are done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man it could be well let's let's draw draw them out right until we get to that second bin one and then then we'll see how see what's I'll left we and we can okay. divide that up okay so this is tom tom's draw now if this is france we'll start again boys <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be russia Mm. So then we've got Neil and the bin, right? Boothy. Booth Neil Boothy in the bin. Yeah. Okay. And we've got Finland. Finland, Turkey. <laughs> Finland, Turkey, France, Slovakia, Croatia, North Macedonia, and the Ukraine left. Let's go for Neil's. Neil is gonna get Slovakia. Slovakia. Decent, 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 decent. Okay, and Boothy. And yep, Boothy. 
oh, this better not be France. It's not France. <laughs> it's Turkey. <laughs> so I does... say um, we we give the people with um, the lesser teams one more spin. So yeah, I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I've got a pretty strong. Jonardino, can you remind who who do you think's got the the worst pairings at the moment? Um, I'll, I'll just read them out. So, Tom has Belgium and Russia. Uh, Dan has Italy and Portugal. Levi has Poland and Czech Republic. Jake <laughs> has England and Switzerland. <laughs> um. Boofy has Finland and Austria, and I have Sweden and Denmark. Okay. And, oh, Neil, Neil, Neil has Hungary and Slovakia, but he's not here, so it's all right. All right. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, Levi's definitely one of got one of the worst pairings. Neil's is pretty bad. Boofy. I mean, on this board, there's only really France that is... Um, you know, that anyone's really going to want. So we might as well just spin until someone gets France. Um, I'll take Croatia. I wouldn't like Croatia. Croatia. So whoever, John Ardino, whoever you think has the worst um, pairing. Neil has the worst. All right, so this this next spin is Neil then. Right. And then it will be Levi after that. Yes, spin him. The drama here. <gasps> oh. France, ooh, no, so, Croatia. Croatia. <laughs> so now oh, Levi's man. got a one in four chance, I think, of getting France. Oh, oh he's, yes. He's only going to go and do it. Right. Okay. I'm going to get North Macedonia. North Macedonia. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The wheel is it's spinning. Cool. Here we go. It's out of our hands now. Oh, it's going to be France as well. It's France. No. He's, got it. he's only gone and done it. There we go. <laughs> so Levi takes France, um, and then that oh. leaves Finland, Ukraine, and North Mass. Um, we should do. Has anyone else not got a top top team in there? There too. I've got Wales and Scotland. Oh yeah, Greg, you <laughs> you probably should have had a spin uh, yeah. by now. <laughs> I didn't want to say um, anything, but it's all right. So yeah, go for go for it. All right, North Macedonia. Here we come. <laughs> Underdogs. <laughs> Finland, not bad. Pookie Sorry. party. Uh, Who got Turkey? Was Turkey put in the bin? No. I think it's Boofy. Aren't you meant to be Spain keeping track of that? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure Spain out. Spain is in the bin. Spain went in the bin, okay. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, maybe let's give one of these to Neil, I think. Alright. Or has Neil already had Neil's got three already. Oh, Neil's got three. This is Boofy's North Macedonia. Boofy's got North Macedonia then. <laughs> and then that leaves Ukraine for... John Ad- I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'll take John it. can have Ukraine. Shevchenko, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Lovely. Scenes. All right, sweet. Scenes. I, right. I want to really quickly go out on a limb here and I'm, I just want to say that I think the teams that are going to do well in this tournament are the teams that actually favour youth um, and that's why I think the likes of Germany and Spain mm. probably not going to do as well they are the teams that usually tend to go for the old guard but I think Italy have had a little um, change of cycle they've got a lot of youth coming through um, 
England, likewise. I think they can potentially do well if they pick the right lineup. Um, but yeah, I think the teams that conventionally stick with the older boys, I don't think will do as well. Uh, I think this tournament's going to be very different to ones we've seen before. Um, and the one hope that I want to give to any listeners who are actually hoping that England actually do anything, and this is how I gave myself hope. I looked at England's team. I got to the semi-finals of the World Cup. We had Ashley Young playing on one wing. We had Jesse Lingard. And I just think comparatively, we compare them with Mason Mount. We compare them with Phil Foden, Luke Shaw, Ben Chilwell. And I think now we've actually got strength in numbers. We've got the depth. And there is something to get excited about here. And I think, although John said earlier that it might be a slight negative that... Um, um, Man City and Chelsea both um, were in a Champions League final I think that can go the opposite way as well and act as a positive um, these players have got nothing to lose they're at the top of their game in Europe at club level um, what, what what's to say that they're not at the top of their level um, in, in country wise as well so I think they can play with no fear and really go for it and yeah. um, if they don't do well then Gareth gets a sack so it's a plus on both sides <laughs> yeah I think um I think being at home as well for for the majority. I don't know what happens with the round of sixteen and quarterfinals where we're likely to play those. Um, but having those three home games to begin, and then you know if we get to the semi final and the final, both mm. of those being at Wembley as well, um, is a huge advantage. And the idea that you know these players can spend most of the tournament in England as well. Um, Assuming that they're going to be based in um, at the the England training ground, I can't think what it's called. I want to say Carrington, but that's United. <laughs> um, um, I think it's the same. Oh yeah, something it's campus, same, isn't uh, it? St James or something like St James. Yeah, maybe um, St George's same, Park. Anyway. Yeah, St George's. St George's Park. I was just going to add, guys. Yeah. Have you seen the odds? The bookies' odds. No, go for them. So, Tell us. I don't know if you guys see them on the. Read them out, read them Probably out. Probably yeah, not. Read them out, read them so out. we've got England favourites at 9-2. to two. What, we're favourites for we're the whole tournament? Bookies favourites to win. Based uh, on what? Um, advantage, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you've got 9-2, Na- then close second favourites of France at 5-1. to one. Then you've got Belgium at 13-2, to two, and then Spain, then Germany, then Italy. So I, I saw that and I was like, this, this can't be right. You know, yeah. to get to get basically four to one on England to win a tournament, I and mean, we not won one in well, in my lifetime anyway. Yeah, um, I'd much rather be picking up Belgium at seven to one, Germany at nine Italy, to one. Though, you said Italy ranked lower than Spain. Yeah, nine to one, Italy. Yeah, yeah I said France at five to one is not bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with the squad they've got, um, yeah. and that's the thing. I mean, we've got we've got home advantage in the group stage um i think france are unlucky that they're not one of the host nations mm. um <clears throat> obviously spain playing in, in in bilbao uh germany playing in in munich um yeah i think russia must probably play their games in in st petersburg as well i would i would think but um yeah it's a, it's an odd euros tournament in terms of the you know the is it fifty year anniversary thing? Then why mm-hmm. they're playing it across across Europe in so many locations? But um, yeah, I, I'm optim. I am optimistic about England. I think we, um, I think we have to pretend that we're not um, because 
it's it's it Tradition. hurts all the more <laughs> if we if we say you know we're the favorites and we could win it and you know the the one person that um you know is is hands down our best player is coming into this tournament in full fitness and on the back of a, a season where he was the top goal scorer and top assist uh provider in the premier league and that's harry kane so um you know that that is one you know strong positive that we have <clears throat> even despite you know spurs is the season that spurs had he he was still a shining um light in that team so we'll see we'll see what's everyone's thoughts for top score obviously we have uh, a predictions um video that is out now um but uh yeah top scorer i've got match magazines 12 um likely top scorers so they've got griezmann at 12 they're predicting him two goals Gareth Bale at 11, they're predicting two goals for him. Then you've got Memphis Depay, uh, Chiro Immobile, uh, Morata and Werner, who they're predicting three goals for each of those. Uh, Memphis Depay takes penalties. Um, Lewandowski, Benzema, Ronaldo and Mbappe um, at six through to three. And then Lukaku, they've got second and Harry Kane first. Um I know that Harry Kane's been very popular as as a choice for top goal scorer. Um, do you think there's anyone that's not on that list that could surprise people? Off top of Lewandowski. Lewandowski, maybe? He's on the list, isn't he? Um, he was on the list he... at number, th- oh, yeah, I'm at sorry. number six. Oh, my bad. But they're is only he... predicting him three goals. Is he fully fit now? He had a, yeah, had an, I think so. been injured for a while, wasn't he? To begin towards the end of the season. Um... Am I getting that right? Because he missed our friendly, didn't he? In March. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I think towards the end of the season, because didn't he didn't he set a record season? Am I thinking differently? Like it was the most yeah, goals scored yeah. in a German uh, okay. league he since like, Gerd Müller or something. Like, I don't know, yeah. but um, yeah, mm. I just don't know whether he gets the the longevity into the tournament with Poland to to be top mm. scorer. Was Müller on that list, Dan? No Thomas Muller, no. Uh, Timo Werner was the only... You know what's um... crazy? Muller is only 31 years old. Yeah. I, he looks I, older. He looks old. And he seems to have been around forever. Like I, I could have swore he was in his late 30s. But no. Yeah, and he's one of those tournament goal scorers um, mm-hmm. that Germany seemed to yeah. have all through the... Will he start, do you think, with Werner being there? or Probably Gnabry not. Gnabry on the list. Gnabry, no, no. Not on the list. Not in the top twelve, at least. I mean, he's probably yeah. should get a couple of goals. I I honestly think Ger- like Germany are a bit of an enigma, to be honest. I think people have written them off quite early because Portugal and France are um, the you know the world champions and the European champions. But I think Germany could surprise people if if Timo Werner actually starts putting chances away. Um, I think they'll be I'm a very very side. good team. What's that? And stays on side. And stays on side, yeah. <laughs> I think they could be a good team. Um uh, Boothy Boothy's been a big fan of the, the Dutch national team and, and he had originally tipped them to win before Van Dyke um was ruled out of the tournament or ruled himself out of the tournament. Um do we think the Dutch national team are, are gonna be any kind of threat to the tournament? I think they're gonna be one of those fun ones to watch. I think they're going to be a team that you don't really expect much from because I, from memory, they've not been in the last three competitions. Is that right? 
They weren't in the World Cup. Too many, but they weren't in the World Cup. And were they in the Euros? I think they were. I think they're definitely at the. um... Yeah, I don't know. After we'll have to we'll have to check that. But yeah, but I think there there'll be a team that no one really considers doing much. But I think they'll be quite exciting to watch for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And then Belgium, finally, Belgium. Do we think? do you think they're more more likely than England to to win this whole thing? I do. Yeah, I don't actually. You don't. No, I don't. but Jake, you can take the floor first, and you can say why <laughs> why you think that they are. Well, when I gave my predictions originally, I said France to Nadan, and then I changed to Belgium. I was just um, assuming that De Bruyne is fit to to play. Um, Hazard, if Hazard turns up and has a great tournament, I think Lukaku will be top scorer. Um, defensively, they're pretty solid. And um, I feel like France on paper have the strongest team, but Belgium are a close second. Hmm. No, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree slightly. I just think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not, um, you know, hundred percent sure of their back line, but isn't their back to um, Alderweireld and Vertonghen still, or is someone else? Uh, Jason Denier. Denier. Yeah. Well, I mean, if those two, if either of those two aforementioned players are playing, I think they're, as as Levi said, a, a team with um, younger legs, I think will just give them the runaround. Um, you know, out of Errol's pushing, what is he, 32, 33? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think their back line is, is, is that strong. I think they're quite top heavy. And I think um, if you're, I think if they do play um, a team with, you know, dynamism and young players and you know with forward runs and stuff like, like in England with Jack Grealish and a Phil Foden in the side or even a France I, I think they'll lose Fair point I'm just going to have a look now um, who are back for is I think they play with a back three um, to Belgium but I might be wrong on that I think Belgium are a better team though mm, That's like, yeah England, England have better individual players to a certain extent but then, like, they're just a better team. I mean, it, it showed mm. it showed a couple of years ago. Like, I, I don't remember the last time, even though it was third place, a team lose twice to the same team. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. as Levi said, it's a better England team now. It is a back three. Much better England team. So, Vertonghen yeah, and the Bayer Southgate still. Do you know what I mean? And Denier. And Denier, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, I just, don't, I just don't rate. I do rate those two. They're mm-hmm. solid defenders, but... Yeah, they need to be playing in a back three because I, I just think if they're not solid, um, then yeah, I just think someone with legs mm-hmm. a bit of a hard time. Mbappe, yeah, Mbappe, even <laughs> even a even a Rashford, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean, could could give them a, could give them a hard time. So yeah, that's just my that that I think that's their only weakness, though. Mm-hmm. I think that is their only weakness. I think everywhere else across the board they are they are on fire, but I just think they're back. Those two in there, I just, I just don't think that they are in their prime. Fair point. Just, um, we sh- should we go back to? Yeah, you go, Levi. You go. Just want, just want to quickly mention um, who went back to like, the comparisons of like the team that started um, against Belgium in the second game. We have Fabian Delph, uh, um, Danny Rose, um, Loftus Cheek. We had. Phil Jones playing. So those names that I'm throwing out, maybe Loftus Cheek, I'll probably give out the benefit of the doubt. But those names, we're looking at it now and we're looking back at what, what they were doing at the time as well. 
I still don't think they're reaching the levels that um, this current England team are. We've got Chilwell at left back, who's just out completely outclassed the Man City team in the defence. Anyway, the defensive masterclass that I saw from uh, the likes of Chilwell, Reese James, and it was literally incredible to watch to say that these players will be be able to do exactly the same thing. You know what? Why not? I'm going to go on a limb and say that they they'll be able to hold their own against Hazard. What has Hazard been doing in in Spain? Nothing. Yeah. The Spanish media have been getting onto him because he's too heavy. That's it. Mm. Mm. No, I agree. And Mertens, so, he's a good player, but he doesn't. I don't. He doesn't seem to. I don't know. I just think there's something missing. Um, you know, I just think. Yeah, and I that think mask that De Bruyne is going to have to wear <laughs> is going to affect his vision after that clothesline from Rudiger. That was dirty. <laughs> dirty How ironic that Rudiger always wears a mask anyway, and now yeah. he's like, he might as well just take it off and give it to the Bruin. Final point: uh, as we're recording at the moment, uh, I should mention that Germany are uh, smashing Latvia six nil um, at the moment in Dusseldorf in one of their pre-tournament <laughs> friendlies. Uh, goals scored by. Uh, what have we got? Gundogan's got one. Muller, uh, Gnabry, and Werner are all on the score sheet. Um, so yeah, maybe. Um, I'm happy with my. I'm happy with that wheel of fortune pick there, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like Levi did mention, there's a lot of sort of older t- older players maybe in the in their squad, but um, I don't know. I just think it's Germany, and um, obviously those players coached by um, Hansi Flick at uh, Bayern this year, very used to the same system um, under Jakim Lowe. Um, Obviously, uh, Flick was the assistant uh, to Lowe from, I think, like 2006 all the way through to 2014 anyway. So, um, I don't know. I just think Germany, you can never never write them off. Um, If they were in any other group, I think people would be talking about them as a a real threat. Um, For the tournament, um, we will end this particular podcast um now we will have another podcast coming out before um the england croatia game which takes place on sunday uh which will be the 13th i believe um Mm -hmm. sunday the 13th am i right yeah at two o'clock england versus croatia the opening uh game for england's um euros run hopefully all the way to the end um we'll have a podcast before that and then we'll have a podcast um very swiftly after that game as well with some post game uh reaction and hopefully um joyful analysis of how much of a genius um gareth southgate no longer the waistcoat gareth southgate um he's he's got he's got a new style um, quick ratings on the style, Greg. What do you think of it? The grey suit and the, the blue shirt underneath. No longer the waistcoat, but always the waistman. You can have that. There <laughs> <laughs> go. Well, what a perfect one-liner to end the show on, um, boys. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, and yeah, hopefully see you on the next one. Um, and um, let's hope it is a brilliant Euro 2020. Um, yeah, thanks for joining. And we'll see you guys on the next podcast.